G'day, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode or edition of Stock Talk. Uh, this is episode 27 or 28. Oh, 28, I think. Uh, my name is Amin Rain. I'm an investment coach at Sage Investors. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about some of the investment decisions that I've made in, over the last month. Uh, if you follow my blog on my website, uh, sageinvestors.ca, every month I post, uh, I write a blog uh, highlighting all the investment decisions that I've made, all the buying and selling of stocks and ETFs uh, that I've done on my portfolios, because uh, I believe it's important to be transparent. My job is, you know, I spend my time teaching and helping and mentoring people to make better investment decisions, and it's one thing to do that. I think it's important that you, if you're going to talk the talk, you walk the walk and uh, present uh, your own personal uh, investment decisions that you're facing and how you're dealing with them. So I thought I'd share with you in this episode uh, some of the ones that I made over the past month. Now, the big thing that's really happened over the last month uh, is that I live up here in Canada, is that uh, you know, the Canadian dollar really appreciated when it was down at 1.69 cents per U.S. dollar, and then over the last month it went as high as 80 cents, almost close to 80 cents uh, per U.S. dollar. And so I basically decided to, to use that bump up in the currency to uh, do some cross-border shopping in a sense and uh, pick up some and add to some existing positions that I've had in, uh, in my portfolio. So I made a couple of moves. The uh, first move was uh, I added to my uh, current position in, my, in the Vanguard uh, Emerging Market ETF. Um, it was down a little bit over the month, and I used it as an opportunity to do some uh, dollar cost averaging. Uh, so I added a little bit more of a position to it. Basic theme that I have is uh, is that uh, emerging markets. You know, you're going, why the hell are you investing in emerging markets? It's like uh, it's completely out of favor, and you know, Brazil and all the chaos and China and and Russia and all that stuff. Those like they're all the BRICs are just like collapsing, literally. And uh, so, why are you getting into you know emerging markets? Well, the fact of the matter is, is we've seen such an, uh, an amazing trans transmission of wealth or a transfer of wealth um, from a more developing from the developed world to uh, to the developing so-called emerging market world. And the fact of the matter I just can't get past is that I just can't see all of a sudden. Um, money coming out of emerging markets, and all these people are just going to go back to you know who have experienced a higher standard of living, who are becoming that emerging middle class, just all of a sudden go back and uh, you know go back to a life of poverty or anything like that. I just you know once you experience that that capitalist type of lifestyle, then why would you want to go back? So long term, I think the story you know my decision to buy you know uh, have a component of emerging markets is really about is a long term kind of investment decision. It's not something I'm looking. To Profit over a, on it over like six to ten months, kind of thing. Uh, it's a long-term kind of decision. So I use these opportunities where the where where things are a little bit depressed to to add to those positions to build to build those positions up. So I add a little bit more to my emerging market uh, exposure through the Vanguard uh, ETF uh, ticker symbol VEE, I believe. Uh, second move I, I did was I added a little bit more to my position in Potash Corporation. Again, potash is just getting, uh, it's just in tough times right now with the demand for potash falling, the prices for potash material falling, and it's impacting the company's earnings. Earnings are down. So again, Amin, why the hell are you investing in something that's going down? Well, again, it's a long-term story. And uh, the fact of the matter is we're, as, it fills into this emerging market people. As, as people's standards of living globally rise, um, they will want to consume more uh, healthier products and healthier foods. And, uh, and as a result, you know, there's just more arable land that's going to be needed. And potash is a critical nutrient to, to serve in the development of, of fruits and, 
and produce and, and that kind of thing. So uh, long term, I think it's the, the demand for potash is going to be crazy. Um, when it's going to happen, who the heck knows? Um, but uh, it's one of those kind of necessities, I guess. It comes down to one of those themes I've talked about in the past in terms of necessities of life. It's a critical potash is a critical uh, nutrient in, in, in how we develop food and how we grow and, and, and distribute, distribute food. So right now it's out of favor. And so again, it comes down to the premise, when do you buy great value stocks? And you buy them when they're out of favor. And Potash is a company that's out of favor. Despite the fact that prices are low and depressed and everything, the company's still making money. They're still generating decent returns on invested capital. The fact of the matter is it's the best in breed potash producer in the world. It's one of the big players uh, in the world. And so they have pricing power. They can, they can withstand shocks like this and uh, can adjust their, their production uh, pretty quickly. So I'm using this as a buy opportunity to average down my position. They still pay, even though they cut their dividend, they, they're still paying about a 5% yield, which is, you know, can't complain about that. So uh, I made a decision there. So I, I decided to, you know, again, use the, take the opportunity. The price was down near the $20 mark, and my average cost was about 23 So I decided, okay, I'll just add a little bit more to it, just nip away my, uh, my cost base. So I decided to do that. The other investment decision I made uh, over the last month was I sold my position in Las Vegas Sands, and I sold it for an 8.5% gain. Now, frankly, I like the company. The thing, it was a hard one to do, and this is one of those challenging ones to do. Is I really like the business. I think it's a cash cow. The company prints money left and right, despite the fact all the issues that they're having in Macau and the demand and all the crackdown on corruption and all that stuff. Uh, they're still printing money. They're still making incredible amounts of wealth, uh, economic profit. Uh, what turned me off and really got me kind of really concerned about the company was that their uh, admission that they had paid uh, a nine million dollar fine to the SEC, which is like you know chump change to these to these people to these companies. It's pocket change, but it had to do with some dubious accounting practices that they were keeping. Uh, in Macau with respect to how they were accounting for consultants and stuff like that they were hiring. And to me, it was a red flag. One of my red flags, game-changer moments that I look for is that when there's stuff coming around that's talking about kind of nefarious and dubious kind of accounting practices that are being uh, uh, you know, put out there by the company, uh, by the culture of the company, that to me is a red flag. Because even though this may be a little small, little isolated thing, it, it begs the question, where else is this stuff going on? What other parts of the business is this being condoned? And uh, you know the, the credibility of a company rests with their financial statements. And if you can't trust the company's financial statements, or you have a doubt about the credibility of a company's financial statements, that's where you kind of walk away. And there's no like black or white. And that's how I work. If I can't trust the company's financial statements, or I have a, a doubt about them, um, I'm going to walk away. And I don't question as whether I'm making money off the stock or I'm losing money. I cut. I go. And that's kind of the discipline that I've tried to build in framing my investment decisions. I'm always looking for that when I'm analyzing a company or a company that I'm currently holding, I'm looking at the game changers. And when identifying those game changer moments and accounting is one of those ones where you just, you cut bait and you ask questions later. I really like the model. I think casinos are a really great cash cow just for you know all the obvious reasons. Um, but credibility of your financial statements has gotta be up there. And uh, right now, you know what? If they clean their, clean their game up, straighten up their processes, straight up their financial controls, and I get that vibe again that they're, that they're serious about it, then you know what? I go, 
I'm happy to go back into it because I think the business model is a pretty cool one. But as I said, I got to trust the financials. And uh, that's the cornerstone of a, of a company's credibility, and I got to trust it. So that was my other move. And so uh, in, con in conjunction with that, what I did was when I sold LVS, I stole a, a position of my uh, gold position, which is through the ticker symbol CGL. And again, that has to do with all this hedging that I do with my hedging my uh, US dollar asset. Um, position so the fact that I sold a US dollar product I sold a little bit of a of my of my hedge on the on the ETF uh, with through gold which is kind of this quasi thing I'm doing right now um, that's all as an episode on itself and I've talked about it in previous episodes so uh, and the finally the other move which was an addition new position that I added to the portfolio was I bought Whole Foods and I believe I've, I've talked about it in the previous episodes here at Stock Talk of my thought process of, of, uh, of investing in Whole Foods so you can read about it. It's actually on my uh, blog. It's on my website, um, and I go into a little bit more depth on how I rationalized uh, making that investment decision. So that's pretty much what I did uh, in the month of April, and uh, again, taking advantage a little bit of the currency appreciation to do some buying, and uh, that's where we are. So I just wanted to share that with you, and uh, join us again in a couple of weeks. We'll, I'll walk you through what I've done uh, in this month, in the month of May. So that's another edition of Stock Talk. If you have any questions about any investing topics or concepts you're facing, you want me to blab about it, just give me a shout through Twitter. My handle is at Sage Investors. Um, I tweet all my personal trades and investing decisions and thought processes and mind maps. I tweet them all out, so feel free to follow me through there. Uh, otherwise, you can hit me through my website, my uh, email through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. Go to the contact page and shout me an email. I'll be happy to answer uh, through Stock Talk. Uh, any questions that you may have. So that's all I got for you today. Uh, another welcome, uh, thanks for uh, dropping in, and uh, we'll catch you again another time.